Almost 13 years ago, there was a group of us in our church community that felt called to start the House of Prayer. We were so excited for the next season. We were sure it was going to explode and it'd be 24-7 in no time. At the same time, my wife and I were due to have our first child. As the day approached for the House of Prayer to launch, we were so pumped. Little did I know that I would end up missing the launch of our House of Prayer because my wife went into labor the same morning. It was a long and very difficult labor. But at the end, we ended up with the arrival of a healthy boy the next day. Before the launch of our house of prayer, there's a lot of language talking about how the Lord is birthing something. And when the two happened at the same time, I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, you went into labor the day the house of prayer started because the house of prayers is not going to be easy. It's going to be a long labor and require patience, but it's yours to do and it will be worth it. This is the Burning Rooms podcast. the Burning Rooms podcast. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we connect with the prayer movement in Canada and beyond, where we have the conversations and share the stories to strengthen your corporate and personal prayer life. My name is Johan. And I'm Jehu. Today we have two guests with us, Cassia and Abe Weave. They are part of our House of Prayer community. Cassia is a published author. She wrote a book called Going Further Together, and she has also spent time as a missionary overseas. Uh, and then her and Abe got married three years ago, and they've been both part of our house of prayer since. Do you guys have more you want to share about it? Like, introduce yourselves. Abe, tell us about yourself. What do you do in the house of prayer, and what do you do outside the house of prayer? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been a part of the house of prayer for a few years now. Currently, I am a part of a Worship with the Word team, and I'm the prayer leader on that team, so that's been really great. What is worship with the word? Sorry, just to interrupt. Worship with the word is is uh it's a type of prayer meeting. Um, it's not like an intercession where we have someone leading and you do that whole uh, events. It's uh, we take a passage of scripture and that's what we pray out of and that's what we meditate on and we sing out of and yeah. So the singers are singing the scripture. The singers are singing the scripture. The prayer leader is praying the scripture and just asking more about it. Okay, so what do you do outside of the prayer room? Uh, outside of the prayer room, um, I work construction. I am a home builder. Awesome. So Cassia, uh, what do you do both in and out of the prayer room? What kind of role does the Lord have you in right now? Yeah, I'm an intercession set leader right now. Uh, intercession sets are when we pray for a specific topic, Israel, the city, um, children, whatever it might be. And then... Uh, I'm a participant in the house of prayer. I sit in those chairs. I pray. I worship. I'm married to Abe outside of the prayer, in the prayer room and outside the prayer room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always married. Uh, Also, outside of the prayer room, I'm a settlement worker inside of the schools in the city which we live in. And so the newcomers that arrive to our city, I help them adjust and integrate and I help them go in school. So I'm working with immigrants and refugees. You spent time on staff as an intercessory missionary in the House of Prayer as well. I did. I was yeah. the missions director 
Um, and so it did that for a number of years as well. Yeah, just uh, floating around all sorts of different things. Awesome. It's great to have you guys on the show. Yeah, we're excited to be here. So I heard this quote once. Uh, it might even be my quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just prayer is hard work. I don't know if it's Tozer or... <laughs> or Johan. Or Johan. Or, <laughs> One of the two. Or E.M. Bounds. I really like E.M. Bounds. He has a lot of good quotes, but his books are like uh, 50 pounds each. Um, yeah, so prayer is hard work. Being in the house of prayer... I know you, we often get that perception of, oh, those are the people that they love praying and being in the place of worship and they're, they're intense and always going hard after it. But what is the reality of being in the prayer room? As some, I mean, I'm on staff, so I can say for myself that it really isn't that. It's very difficult at times. It's not always difficult and it's worth it. I love it. I'm still here, but it is hard. Do you guys feel the same way? And why is it hard for you guys? I mean, yeah, it definitely has its uh, seasons where it is difficult, right? But it's also so enjoyable. It also has so many, you know, there's so many seasons and times where it's really great. And I'm just like, I'm ruined for the house of prayer. I'm ruined for our prayer community. Yeah, it has difficult seasons and times and it's hard to engage. And there's boredom that I have to face and work through and... Just my own, my own funk in my flesh that I have to go through, but it's really great. I, I, I love being in this this community. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Awesome, Cassie. Do you find it difficult at times? Well, for me, before we got married three years ago, I would ask people like, "What's marriage like?" And everyone was like, "It's hard, but it's so good," or "It's good, but it's a lot of work." And I was kind of like okay, I don't know if I really believe you. And now a couple of years in, it's kind of the best way to describe it. It is hard. Marriage is hard, but it's so good and so worth it. There's seasons where maybe it's hard to connect or you really have to work at communication, but overall you wouldn't change it for the world. I love being married and I, I, it's the best thing ever. Um, and so sometimes I feel like the prayer room is the same thing it is hard, but it's so good. I think even my purpose in saying, oh, it is hard, is so that we don't feel alone when it is difficult. Um, and even sometimes our life circumstances can make it difficult because something's happened in our life. And the last thing you want to do is go sit in a prayer room and talk to God about it because <laughs> by nature we like to avoid things and you can't really avoid things in the presence of God. Do you feel it's ever got to the point or a season where you felt like, you know what, I almost want to quit right now. It's so hard. I think that thought, yeah, that thought definitely has crossed my mind. Um, but always in a way that like, I know I'm not actually serious. It's just kind of like, oh, I just don't want to work through this right now. And so this is really difficult and I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to find something else to do. But Deep inside, I know it's like, okay, no, like you're just going through some funk right now. You're just going through this and like, you know, I, I know I'll get through it. I know that at the end of the day, I don't want to quit. It's just in the moment difficult. And so right. catastrophize, you know, <laughs> to the extreme and, you know, get all bent out of shape and unrealistic. And so, you know, even home builders, even missions directors, we get bored in the prayer room and it can be hard. So you're not alone if you feel that. 
Um, but that's not where we stay. You know, it, it gets hard and we feel our flesh and we feel our weakness, but we never stay there. We keep moving on. So take it from us as, as weak individuals who've gone through hard seasons, push through the hardness. Don't catastrophize. Don't quit. Push through the hard stuff because on the other end, it's so worth it. So I think even what you were saying is that it, it can be hard, but it can be good. And I think that's really the the mixture in the prayer is you can feel like it's hard, whether it's a long drive in, whether it's a long set of hours, it can feel hard, but it can feel like, uh, at least for me, that's the place where I know that I'm going to encounter the Lord. Whether my week's been crazy or my week's been great, I know that when I go to the prayer room, when I go to the place of prayer, that Jesus will come and meet me there. And for me, there's a real consistency and stability about that, that I know that at this period of time for these hours, I'm going to have no distractions. I'm going to have nothing else to do except encounter the Lord and that he's going to meet me. And for me, that's that's just really encouraging, really strengthening. Uh, how did the two of you uh, find the prayer room? Like, is it is it dependable that way? Would you say that you can go and you can encounter the Lord day in and day out? Yeah, for me, uh, I definitely relate to that. That's all. That's exactly what it's like for me. Regardless of of what the week is like, regardless of how I'm feeling, I know I can come into the prayer room and just slow everything down. You know, I'm not in a rush to to move on. I'm not in a rush to get revelation. I'm just there. I can take time to process with the Lord and take time to just meet with him, just dialogue with him, work through whatever it is that's difficult. And I'm, I, I love it. I'm so thankful for that. Jesus is described as the consuming fire. His, his presence is like fire and it refines and it refines us like gold. And so I think that's sometimes what's happening in the prayer room. I've had it where my life circumstances are difficult and I have maybe been through a difficult season and I feel confused or I feel frustrated at God. He did nothing wrong, but I feel that way and I feel hurt and I come into the prayer room, you know, and you're maybe hungry or you're frustrated with the person sitting beside you, not my husband, you know, someone else I would never be frustrated with him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're, you've heard the worship song a hundred times and it's not connecting and you open your Bible and, and all these circumstances can make it where you're like, I don't want to be here right now. But the thing is his, his presence is like a fire and it refines and it burns away the, the flesh. It burns away the things that are not true and what it leaves is gold. And so in those times when we just want to get up and leave is the most important time to stay and to just sit and to allow his presence, though sometimes hard, though sometimes painful, to refine us and it's going to be worth it. And so even if it is hard on some days or circumstances make it difficult or our own boredom makes it difficult, we just stick it through and his fire, his presence is so beautiful and it's so worth it. We were even talking before about sometimes it being boring. And we were talking about the disciples. They thought prayer was boring. Jay, what were you pulling up before on that? I was just thinking about how like in Matthew 26, we have Jesus uh, in the garden of Gethsemane and he tells him to sit and pray uh, and he's going to go over and pray. And he, he comes back and they're sleeping. And he's like, couldn't you not watch for just one hour? <laughs> watch and pray. 
and then he leaves a second time and comes back and sure enough he finds him sleeping again and so then he leaves and comes back and they're just constantly sleeping like they're just tired they're exhausted and that's sometimes how we can feel coming to the prayer meeting we're, we're tired we're exhausted we have these things come against us uh, but that's in some ways that's Peter when he's first you know kind of he's, he's encountered the Lord for a few years but he's still he's still growing and then we fast forward till after the resurrection and we have him in Acts 2 and in Acts 4 he's no longer falling asleep in the place of prayer. <laughs> he ain't sleeping anymore. <laughs> no. Like he's he's in prison, he's out of prison and he is just praying continually and I think that's a really encouragement for us uh, that we we can have Peter's journey. We can have that where we start off sometimes falling asleep. I remember when I first started learning how to do uh, Bible meditation and how to really encounter the Lord that I would just I would be like yes Lord Lord, I love you. I love your presence. And then I would be sleeping. And <laughs> are you saying that people sleep in the prayer people room? People sleep in the prayer room. I know there's no. a sign that says don't sleep in the prayer room, but uh, people do it. Wow. What about that guy in Acts that fell asleep and only fell out a window and killed himself? Yeah. And then he got raised from the dead. Yeah. So this is why we don't sleep in the prayer this room. This is why we don't, <laughs> especially if there's open windows, we don't sit on ledges. Right. Yeah. Right. Tips for staying engaged in the prayer yeah, room. <laughs> yeah, don't don't sleep on ledges. But if you do, you will be raised from the dead. So is it really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Scrap I think uh, I think that the reason the prayer meetings can be hard, or we can feel the opposition, uh, is because prayer is so valuable to the Lord's heart. I think about uh, my wife and I will sometimes be driving in to the house of prayer and we'll have more arguments or more fights yes. right on the drive in than any other time in the week. And that just can't be one of those coincidences. I think that's the enemy trying to come against that value that is the place of prayer. I would agree wholeheartedly as a, Us too. As a yeah. father of three. It is it is so hard to get three kids out the door on a Sunday compared to any other time. Like we just get arguing and they're upset <laughs> with one another. There's kicking and screaming and then getting them to get into the vehicle. I feel like I need some sort of plunger to push them into the vehicle <laughs> and lock the door and go. And then you walk into the prayer room and you're grouchy. You're starting your day off very poorly for, <laughs> for a place you really want to encounter the Lord. And it's just a bad start, right? We only laugh because it's true. <laughs> and I think it's true because it, like you said, you, the enemy doesn't want us to pray because prayer is so powerful. It's so important. It's so valuable. And so if it is hard, rebuke the enemy a couple of times, you know, just, just invite his presence and, and get past those arguments, get past the grumpy, get past the funk because he's there and it matters to him. All right, don't think the Lord wants prayer to be boring. And it isn't always boring. But do you think he's doing something in our heart when he allows it to be boring? I think maybe it's just him revealing the depravity in our own hearts. You know, we're we're bored of him because we just don't know him like we should. I mean, if we really knew this man, you know, who came, you know, God coming as a baby in flesh, you know, he really lived a life on earth. He really died. He really saved us. He's really at the right hand of the Father. If we really knew him, I mean, so close and so intimately, I don't think we'd be bored. And I, and so it's difficult being bored, but I think in that place we can really, I think in that there's grace then to ask for him to reveal himself. I mean, he's obviously captivated you guys enough that you 
you you guys don't even live in the city. You you drive in an hour and a half into the city just to be in the prayer room, and then you drive an hour and a half back home. Like that's enough for most people to give up on being in the prayer room every Sunday. So obviously, it's not boring enough for you to not go. Like the Lord is fascinated; He's captivated your hearts to be in the place of prayer before Him. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I've mentioned it so many times. It's like he's ruined us for the house of prayer. I mean, I just love being in an environment, at least in in our circumstance, we have hours of worship. And then in the midst of that, growing in prayer. I don't want to make it sound like that we have prayer nailed down like to the T, like we've got it perfect, but it is good. And, but we're still growing in it. I just love being able to partner with him in all the different areas of, of life that we get to pray for. And just, again, like I said, in the midst of that worship, it's just, it is really enjoyable. And that definitely outweighs those difficult moments. I want to talk about some of the things that keep us going. Some of the things that keep us in the place of prayer steady for many years, like Cassie has been in the place of prayer for 13 years in the house of prayer specifically, as well as myself and Jehu as well. Uh, Abe's fairly new to it, but you're still you're still coming. You're coming every week. So what are some of the things that keep us fascinated, keep us coming back to the house of prayer? I don't know, Jehu, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, each one of these can be a whole episode, but some of the things that for me really help help keep me engaged, I mean, for the starters, was that family, that community. I came to the house of prayer initially because that's where my family went. I'm sure, Cassia, similar for you, we just went there. Jehu and I are siblings, in case you didn't know. Yeah, so the reason (laughs) we went was because dad was driving us there. Uh, But I think that that grows into a bigger conversation of we're in the prayer room because our community is there. That's where we found friendship. That's where we found uh, people to encourage us and stir us along. That's where I found my wife. Exactly. (laughs) We find love in the prayer room. Good things happen in the prayer room. Could be a whole nother episode. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think even beyond that, the, the prayer room is that place where the Lord consistently meets us, where he he consistently, either he's refining us, either he's speaking revelation over us, either whatever is happening, there's that that expectancy. Um, and I think I think just all the structures that we've put in place, whether it's uh, prophesying over one another, whether it's uh, having times where we can pray for one another, pray for pe- people in the room that are sick, pray for different prayer requests, all those types of things. I think there's just a, an expectancy to come that you will get filled up. You will get what you need today that you're not going to leave, leave dry or empty. I, I, I can't think of how many times I've been in the prayer room and I felt discouraged and, and someone came over and said, Hey, I know this is really weird, but I had this dream about you last night and there was actually this prophetic encouragement or someone asked me, Hey, how are you doing? You, you look like you're doing a little bit down. And, and I said, Oh yeah, yeah, I actually need a bit of encouragement. And then they prayed for me and they, they encouraged me. And I think having that, that place where it's just a culture, we're just praying, we're just encouraging, we're just strengthening and we're just relying on the Lord. Nobody's coming up to you and saying, Oh yeah, I know your week's hard. So, um, here's like a gift card. Like they're giving you, you know, the power of the Lord. They're praying for you. That's the, the, the thing we need most. Yeah. For me too, uh, what you just touched on it briefly, uh, being expectant. That's one thing that, that he's really done in me is I walk away and I'm expectant for next week, you know, or even throughout the week. Um, I'm just expectant for him to encounter me through prayer, through worship. And I can, you know, the week might be hard, 
and there might be some difficulties, but I can walk into that prayer room and I can be expectant that he is bigger than my difficult week and he is bigger than our circumstances. What keeps me coming back to the place of prayer and to the prayer rooms and praying communities is the fact that my own heart gets realigned with my purpose in life. My purpose in life is to know Jesus and to gaze on his beauty. And so the reality is, is life is hard and really hard things happen. And we're all working through things. We're all struggling through different things. And that even from a Monday to a Saturday, by the time you hit Saturday, you can be like, this is pretty hard, you know? And then you get into the place of prayer and I find every single time I'm reminded he is so beautiful and he is so good and he is king and this is why I'm alive. And it resets me for my week to face every single thing that comes my way and to press through every trial knowing I was created for him. Yeah, it's fascination with a man, right? It's not sure. fascination with the type of meeting. Like the thing that keeps us going to churches, houses of praying, whatever expression you're in, it's always going to be fascination about the man because it can be very difficult at times and challenging. I know the place of prayer is just so valuable to the Lord. I see the value in it. I know he moves on behalf of my prayers. And even early in the days of shop might have been 11 years ago, 12 years ago, my mom had a stroke and it was a very serious stroke. And she just lives 45 minutes out of town. And I didn't go visit her at the hospital. I was going to, but the Lord said, go to the prayer room. So I went to the prayer room. I was feeling broken because my mom just had a stroke and the doctor said she might not make it. She, If she does make it, it's going to be years and years of recovery for her to learn to walk and all these things again. So all these things are weighing on me and I'm in the prayer room and I'm, God, just heal her. Like, come. Like, I, I need your comfort right now. I need to know you're, you're with me right now. I'm not even by her side in the hospital. I am, I'm coming to the prayer room out of obedience because this is where you told me to be. And sure enough, a few days later, my mom is, she's recovering incredibly. Like the doctors are amazed. She didn't have to go to any rehab or anything. She was out of the hospital less than a week after wow. her stroke. And she, she, and it was incredible. Like I, and I think I'm not taking all the credit, but I think me being by her side, I would have seen the difficulty and the challenge, but instead he wanted me to be before the Lord and see, okay, gaze upon my beauty. Look at, look at me, look at truth, look at what is possible in the place of prayer because you're with me. I'm the one that's going to give you comfort. Your mom doesn't need you as much as she needs me right now. So come before me. And I saw that prayer answered. And I think that's just so powerful to have that place where people can come throughout their week and just be in the place of prayer that's the great thing about the house of prayer and these praying expressions is that they're doing so many hours that they're not going to get otherwise where people can go into the place of prayer and meet with the Lord whenever they want to. And knowing that he listens to us and loves us and we see the smile on his face when you do it, that is what keeps us steady in the place of prayer, knowing that God likes it and enjoys it. If we didn't think he liked it, if there wasn't a smile on his face, there's no point in doing this thing. And he likes us. And he likes us and he enjoys us in our weakness and when we're bored. And he smiles when we're bored and says, you're still here. You're still here. I love it. And you're giving me glory when you're bored because you're here in the place of prayer when you could be somewhere else. I just love that. 
I think you really hit on something there, Johan, when you're saying that uh, we go to the place of prayer to be reminded of all these things, to be reminded that the Lord loves us, that he delights in us, to, to be reminded to seek him, to seek his face. I think that's really what keeps us coming back is it's that plumb line. It feels so good to be reset, to be reoriented to what our purpose is in life, that we are meant to focus, to enjoy, to be completely dependent on the Lord, that that is our calling. That is how we were made. And so I think when we step into the prayer room and we have in some ways such a different structure, we don't have a traditional message or we don't have a traditional, you know, anything there there's you can sometimes have a prayer meeting where there's three people and it can be like is this really uh, the church is this really a gathering of believers i thought it's supposed to have hundreds of people i thought there's supposed to be all these other things there but it's like no we're just here to meet the lord we're just here to be dependent on him to have him be our our only focus our our true purpose in life and i think be in your case when you have that crisis being able to just go to that place of prayer and say lord i need you and I want to be reminded of that. I need to be just reset in my spirit. I think that that's so good. Johan, you were talking about knowing that God delights in us and loves us. Yeah. And the quote, a lover will always outwork a worker. Oh, say that again. <laughs> a lover will always outwork a worker. That's good. And so I we want to come to the place of prayer knowing we are loved first and foremost. I'm there as a lover of Jesus. I am loved by him and that will keep me steady way longer than knowing I am just there to build. I'm just there to work. And so we want to be lovers. We want to be friends. We want to know that he loves us. That's going to keep us steady. So we want to be steady in the place of prayer. And all you guys listening, we know it's sometimes hard. It's sometimes difficult. You're, you're not alone. You're not alone in that. We all feel that. And the Lord allows it to happen for some reasons. And we just press through and we, we find the joy in his heart and the smile we see on his face. And he delights that you guys are steady in the place of prayer, that you show up every time. He is not disappointed when you're when you're bored, when you're feeling that it's hard, he is delighting in every moment of it because he sees your yes. So the yes is going to keep us steady and the joy on his face when we say yes is, is all worth it. So as we come to the end of our show today, it is time for another Jessica's Tips to Stay Engaged in Prayer. Hey guys, it's Jessica here with another tip on how to stay engaged in prayer. Today's tip is to spend some time and pray through the scriptures. Guys, the scriptures are so powerful. You can never go wrong uh, with praying the words that God wrote on a page back to him. And something that I personally hadn't heard about before I stepped foot in a prayer room, and maybe some of you guys hadn't heard of it either, it's called apostolic prayers. These aren't prayers that are made up or they're anything new. It's actually just a compilation of different prayers that apostles prayed throughout the New Testament. So in his letter to the churches, Paul references different prayers at different times. Sometimes they're just a few verses long. Sometimes they're a bit longer. And these are really, really amazing prayers that we get to pray back to God. Um, there's something that if you want to just Google, I did Google search this to see if it actually does come up. If you just Google apostolic prayers, 
like IHOP will pop up. A few other houses of prayer have this linked as a resource and there'll just be a list of them. I personally have a printout of them. And so when I'm praying for the church, when I'm praying for uh, just the corporate body or when I'm praying for the nations, there's a few different verses that are listed there that are just really good scriptural references. I'm praying verses like Ephesians 117, that this that God would send out the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's such a powerful prayer. And I love that these are prayers that were prayed over the early church and they're prayers that are so relevant over our church today, over our lives today and over the nations today. So to pray scripture back to God, it can be as simple as praying through the Lord's prayer. It can be, you can really take any prayer and pray it back to him. Context is important, um, but sometimes just to just take words that are already on the page and pray them back is you really can't go wrong. And these apostolic prayers are also just really great. They're prayers over the church uh, that we can still bring in and pray over our churches now. So guys, I encourage you this week, pray the words of Jesus, pray some of the prayers in the New Testament, pray them back to his heart. Praying the scriptures is so powerful. And I hope you're encouraged as you join in that. So that concludes our Burning Rooms podcast for this week. If you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, please subscribe. That helps us. And leave a review or comment on whatever form you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or whatever. We would love to hear from you guys too. We want your feedback, thoughts on the show, and hear your ideas for future episodes so that we can strengthen you and, and we can walk this thing together and we can be strengthened through the conversation as well. So if you want to connect with us, visit our website at burningrooms.ca uh, for more information on us and how to get in touch with us on our social media as well. Just go to our website, burningrooms.ca. Uh, you can also send feedback via email, burningroomspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I am Johan. I'm Jehu. I'm Abe. And I'm Cassia. And this is the Burning, Burning Rooms Podcast. Podcast.